Hi, this is Gray Hauser. I just wanted to let you know that in this episode, I kind of coughed a little bit, and you could hear me drinking from a bottle of water. And at one point, I kind of like coughed I me mean, up, and we felt like the quality of both Taylor and I's point in the past with which we delivered them was well worth releasing it anyway because we are on a quick turnaround here and we can't um, re-record it. So after this quick ad, we'll get right into the episode. Thank you. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love Anchor's easy-to-use drag-and-drop interface. You just drop in the conversations you have with your co-host, your monologues, or whatever else you want to record, and combine that with sound effects and music and hit publish. It's really just that easy. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, Go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hello and welcome to this special report from Monorail News Weekly about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Around 1 a.m. Eastern Time, 12 a.m. Central Time, Disney dropped a whole lot of new information about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And we felt so drop of news in the theme park world that we wanted to put out a little bonus episode ahead of our episode Saturday where I got to sit down with Jim Corcus and debunk a whole lot of Walt Disney myths. You're not going to want to miss that. Subscribe for free in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Overcast or wherever so you don't miss that. It's really awesome. It's an extended episode. It's about an hour and 15 minutes um, of a really good conversation. So let's dive right into this Galaxy's Edge news. Taylor, what did you first hear about this? Yesterday evening when I got home from work, I started seeing it. And then, you know, next thing you know, everyone's posting pictures. I saw most most of what I saw was of the food. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there are a lot out. of really great food photos. And you can find all of this, of course, at monorailnews.com. Um, that's probably your best resource. We have a whole tab now on the top of the website dedicated to Galaxy's Edge. And we're going to be keeping that up to date um, as more information comes out. Um, but I wrote last night that a galaxy far, far away is closer than you might think. 
Mm-hmm. This 14-acre, $1 billion project is the largest expansion in Disneyland history and represents Disney's most ambitious attempt ever to immerse guests in an all-enveloping environment. So, Lucasfilm said they wanted to create a 360-degree walk-through embodiment of the Star Wars universe for visitors that was film-accurate and felt authentic to the fans who care so deeply about George Lucas's universe. They said they expect people to cry mm-hmm. when it opens. Um, I don't know if I go that far. There are tons of nice little details. <laughs> uh, did you read about this one, about R2-D2? Yeah, but let me say, so uh, one of the Disney vloggers that I follow tweeted last night that he was already almost in tears just like looking at all the pictures and the news. So like I I 100% think that when this land first opens, you're going to see people walking around crying. <laughs> I am 100% sure of it. It'll be weird. It'll be the first time it's ever happened at Disney. Um <laughs> people just walking around in tears. I mean, it's going to happen. I it won't be me cuz I'm not that I'm not that Star Wars fan, but they're out there and they're going to be crying. And, and <laughs> more power to you if that's you, right? If yeah. you tear up going to see the Millennium Falcon. Now, I don't know if you're crying because the line is long <laughs> or if you're crying because you're so excited. But but either way, more power to you. So I, You might be crying because of both, which is also okay. <laughs> um, so little details are everywhere throughout this land apparently on like the walkways they've molded tracks that are modeled after r2d2 to create the impression that the famous droid had like just rolled past right in front of you you know it's still like Mm -hmm. implanted into the wet dirt which is i guess what you're supposed to be walking on canonically you know the restrooms they have water fountains that have a surprise if you press a button um a little creature um, will pop out and appear in the pipes. So just lots of fun little things like that. Um, a lot of little nods to maybe Disney Parks fans like Rex. You might remember him as the Star Tours pilot. Uh, he's mm-hmm. making a career change. He'll be spitting tunes in Uga's canteen. He's a DJ now. <laughs> I love that. You get to meet Hondo Akana, a character from Solo a Star Wars story, and I apologize when I inevitably butcher um, these names and these words. <laughs> um, so he has to have like six tusk protrusions. He's going to be the host of Smuggler's Run. You're also going to get to meet Doc Ondare, the audio animatronic owner of a black market antiquity shop that will actually barter and haggle with guests over the price of various items in the store. Which is going to be really crazy and interesting. I mean, like, I'm sure there's like a bottom limit, right? Like if they won't let it go anything below a certain amount, I would have to imagine, right? Yeah, yeah totally. I'm just wondering how they do it with like hordes of people coming in there. You have to like get in line to have this interaction with him. You see, I think that's the thing, right? I, I, I don't know how they're going to do a lot of these interactive experiences when it first opens, right? Right. I mean, but I feel like I haven't figured it out, of course. 
uh, Imagineering show um, programmer Amy Goodwin said that he has two moods. He can be happy Mm. and I guess the deal he's willing to give you will depend on his mood. So then you have to go back multiple times so you can see both. Right. (laughs) I like that. I like when it's not all the same. And there's going to be so much cool merchandise. Right. Did you hear about this merchandise? I've seen some pictures. So they said that the whole idea here is that you won't realize you're in a gift shop until you have to pull out your credit card. Mm-hmm. Right? The merchandise is all going to have a handmade look because, you know, in the story, in the Star Wars universe, all of this would have been made by residents at Black Spire Outposts. Right? right. So they're going to be like, tiny storefront they're just jam-packed with props like something out of a middle eastern market or an ancient mediterranean market every one of these shops has its own unique and elaborate backstory and is run by a character within the world do you think the merchandise is going to have those color labels on it to tell you what the price is (laughs) well they said that everything will be priced in dollars yeah um, so, so there's going to be a marketplace creature stall where toys will come to life when you like interact with them when you touch them. They said one of them will um, called a a, a raftar will come to life when you pet it and it will start vibrating. Ooh. Eventually, vibrating so wild that you can't even hold it. Oh my gosh! They've said that the the Chewbacca, Yoda, and Stormtrooper plus dolls are all designed look like they were hand-sewn from leftover scraps of material by a mother for her child. I'd be really interested to get a a real good close-up look and feel this stuff. Because, I mean, it's all, and I'm sure it will be good, but you can't, you ultimately can't mass-produce stuff that doesn't look mass-produced. Heresy! (laughs) They have it figured out! I'm sure of it! Oh no! So your foreboding fears, notwithstanding, there'll be metal adats, right? That will look like they're made from spare parts from a joy junkyard somewhere. Hmm. Well, yeah, we didn't get a look at that one. I don't think, huh? No, we didn't know what that would look like, but. We do know, and this might be the coolest thing for, like, long-time, big-time Star Wars fans, is that they're going to have a build-your-own-lightsaber experience. So you'll be able to go into this this shop, and you'll be able to build and personalize your own lightsaber as part of a special 20-minute experience. Um, You get to interact with a a Jedi Master, and um, they'll help you design your lightsaber, and kind of train you in the ways of the Force. It, every Star Wars fan's dream. I think it's cool that they're making it an experience instead of just, like, being in the gift shop and walking down some sort of assembly line where you pick out what color you want that to be and what color you want that to be, and then you pay for it. It seems, like, way cooler to have it as something that's, like, a personalized experience with actual cast members. Right. Now, well, that's, I think what, what really gets me, right, is that they're going to be selling, what is that noise? 
I don't know. Loud, like like something's rolling up against your mic or something. Better. Yeah, it's just a, just occasionally. Maybe when you move around or something. Maybe. Okay, sorry about that. But okay. um, the um, what I'm really excited about is that the they're gonna sell like cloaks and tunics and scarves and belts, all based off of clothing that you've seen characters wear in the Star Wars movies. So you'll be able to dress like a Star Wars character and inhabit this world, right? And earn credits and spend those credits. And and it just really seems really, really, really in-depth and really, really really like almost like something out of a dream like you know because that's gonna be definitely have a dream-like quality to it right i mean you're enveloped in this fully immersive world and everyone else around you is just like a star wars character and so Mm -hmm. are you right it it's been so on disney to let grown-ups wear costumes in the park. I'm, I'm intrigued by that. I mean, I like it. But that's not... They've never done that before. Right, I think it, except they, for you, the Halloween parties. But I think it really yeah. just is going to help add to the the authenticness and the the feeling that it's a real place. Right, if if, mm-hmm. if everyone's going around in these outfits, right? Now, now, if you are just looking for something for your child or your kid just wants a regular toy, they do have more Earth-like toys, um, but they can at Galaxy's Edge. So think like next-level droids, and we'll talk a little bit about more about those in a few minutes. But really, really cool next-level stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what about the food? You saw all the pictures of the food. The food <laughs> looks excellent. Uh, did they always release this many details about about the new lands? Like, I don't remember seeing pictures of the food from Woody's lunchbox until it opened, mm-hmm. or you know, like the, media previews of it. They did put some glamour shots of like all the items I think on one table out. But, like, for Pandora, yeah. they did a lot of these similar things, showing the drinks mm. and the food. I mean, I, I'm so excited for um, some of these drinks. I mean, you'll be able to drink moof juice. I, I don't know what that is, but I suddenly want one. <laughs> and I hope it's the green one in the photo, in the cool, like, half circle cut open, but at an angle glass. I hope it's that one. They all look really cool. I mean, and then you've got the the alcoholic libations, um, which don't interest me because I wouldn't drink at Disneyland Park, um, just because I don't think that I don't know. I mean, I think Walt set a rule, and I should try and follow it. Um, when you're in his space, you know, I think. Hollywood Studios is a different matter, though. But, you yeah. know, I wouldn't begrudge anyone else for drinking, like, the alcoholic beverage. But I just can't see myself partaking. 
Well, and you have plenty of other non-alcoholic right. options to choose from, so that makes it right an easy decision. I mean, they said that um, they're going to have um, some sort of a um, a Felucian Garden spread, a fried Indiorian Indi- tip yap, <laughs> which is um, actually going to be a chicken dish <laughs> with roasted mess- roasted vegetables. Roasted vegetable mash and herb <laughs> gravy, right? You'll be able to get the Ithorian garden loaf, which is sort of like a plant-based meatloaf dish. Um, so with mm. seasonal vegetables, you're going to be able to get the smoked cadu ribs, which just look amazing. As a barbecue person, I am all, you love the ribs. I'm all over these ribs from the planet Cadu, or however you pronounce <laughs> the planet's name. You're going to be able to get an oven-roasted burria fish, which is going to feature, like, Dijon-crusted sustainable fish with mixed greens and all sorts of other little um, accompaniments. Um, unfortunately, you will not get to be like Chewbacca and eat a grilled pork. I guess that would be cruel. Um, I would not ever, I would not ever agree to that. <laughs> I'd be so sad if And there are, that. of course, other options that I'm just not reading here. Um, they're going to have a giant barbecue pit, right? But all of this barbecue will be being grilled on a an engine from like a Tie Fighter. So cool! I can't wait to see how because it sounds you know like everything's going to be real like marketplace oriented, right. little stands here and there, the food and the merchandise. And I think that's going to be, I just think that's going to add so much to the authenticity of the land instead of having like, oh, now I'm going to walk into this quick service restaurant or now I'm going to walk into this gift shop. I'm really excited that they've set it up like a marketplace. And at this, um, this, oh, sorry, it's a pod racing engine, excuse me. Um, They're going to have things like, um, uh, apparently... You're going to encounter a former smelter droid who will be turning these the spit of these meats and like complaining about his job to you. <laughs> They're going to have things like m- milarun juice, um, turkey jerky, a ronto wrap, which will be filled with grilled sausage and pork. That sounds awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, They're going to have a variety of drinks like the sour sarlacc. Or the Tatooine Sunset. There, there will, of course, be a milk stand. Now, for the mm-hmm. uninitiated, this isn't going to be like dairy milk. This is going to be no. blue and green milk. You know, blue milk was, of course, introduced in A New Hope. And green milk in the new trilogy. Um, and they're going to be non-dairy products. So they're going to be great and refreshing. They'll be, be they're going to be cool. They said they're going to be exactly what you want to quench your thirst on a, a hot summer's day in Florida or Southern California. I think that's on the top of my list of things I would want to try. I, I guess, because the novelty of it and like wondering what they make something with the word milk and it tastes like. It's like, okay, we get it. It's not dairy, but like, what do you make it taste like so that it still fits with the word 
They said mm-hmm. that at some point they were considering, and maybe this will be what they'll end up doing, a plant-based dairy drink. So it'll mm-hmm. be a- available to more lactose intolerant people um, as well. Right. Um, they're promising there are going to be other vendors in the area. Like You have to go from stand to stand to get different menu items. It's not going to be like you go into one restaurant and they have everything, right? It's going to be you're going to have to go yeah. seek out the pod racing grill. And you're going to have to go to Uga's Canteen for some of it. You're going to have to go to Outpost Mix to get the savory, spicy, and sweet popcorn flavor. Yay. That's going to be at Katsaka's <laughs> Kettle. And we, we have some that. awesome pictures here. Um, and we'll link them in the show notes on the articles that we're referring to. I, I, I'm just psyched. It, it looks so good. Yeah, I mean, the food looks like something that is unseen thus far in terms of quality in a theme park, right? right? Like, it's mm-hmm. going to, I think, elevate quick service food in the parks, maybe to even the level of, like, your table service or your signature, you know? I mean, I, I think yeah. they're really, really going to knock it out of the ballpark with, the food. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, we saw him step it up with Pandora with the, all the Which food. Which is in the excellent, air. by the way. Yeah. All of it's, it's good quality and it's creative. Talk to me about the cheesecake think... thing, the blueberry cheesecake. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I want like 10 of them right now. So good. Um, and I think they've just done that again Excuse with me, all of this food. Like, super creative. Um, you know, and from what we can tell and what we expect it, it's going to be great quality too. I mean, yeah, I mean, it looks awesome. Now, speaking of quality, right, let's move back over to the shops and let's talk a little bit about the shops individually, right? So there's going to be a droid depot. Did you hear about this? You're yeah. going to be able to build your own droid, okay? They're going to have like a conveyor belt. You'll be able to pick parts and pieces off of it and build and customize an R-series or BB-series droid, right? And then these droids can interact with elements in the land and respond to guest mm-hmm. behaviors. And then if you want even more than what it comes stocked with, you can buy additional chips and accessories to further add new abilities to these droids, now, not all of us want to be engineers, okay? Some of us no. <laughs> don't like math. And for those people, they're going to offer some pre-built droids, like a C-3PO yeah. that will talk to you. For example, Disney seems to be missing that if you accidentally, quote-unquote, take off his head and put it on backwards, he'll make a snide remark. <laughs> There's going to be a Rex. You'll be able to get your own DJ Rex. And he'll be able to play music from your smartphone through an intergalactic Bluetooth connection. He looks so cool. I want one. I want one. Look, look. I, I have yeah. the, the Apple HomePod. I have the Amazon Echo Show. I have, like, <laughs> super nice speakers. But I want a DJ Rex. Okay? Of course. I, I mean, that, that, I don't care what it sounds like. I'm sure it will be great quality, but if even if it's just like an average quality speaker, I think 
it being DJ Rex is going to, I think, make up for that for me. Do we have prices on any no. of these? No. I wonder, I wonder what the lowest one will be. Like, what the lowest price I imagine that this stuff will be, I imagine we'll have some stuff that will be relatively cheap and, and affordable for your average guest. And then I imagine that yeah. if you want maybe, you know, something a little bit all out, I've heard people talk about maybe a full-size working R2-D2 replica, possibly, for the super fans. And that would probably cost a pretty penny if that does indeed happen. I'm making no promises. I know nothing more than what was released today, but yeah. kind of high qu- higher end stuff they have, then who yeah. knows where the upper limit's going to be. From the picture, you can't really tell how big they are. Right. Because it's, it's not, there's nothing in the picture to really give you a reference to size. But, um, I bet the I bet they have some of the like the pre-made ones. You know, do any customization? Right, I imagine that would be more affordable. I and mean, then as you add yeah. the add-ons, the price will go up. Yeah. So, um, let's talk a little bit about this lightsaber experience. You're going to be able to go to Savvy's workshop, and you'll be able to draw upon the Force as you select something that's at the heart of every lightsaber, a Keber crystal. You'll have four mm. options to choose from. The first one's called Peace Justice, which is modeled after the Jedi from all the way back in the era of the Republic. You'll be able to, if you want, get a power control Kevlar crystal, which is like the Sith, right? It's a nod to the dark side. Mm-hmm. They're going to have elemental nature. It's going to be another one. That's going to be harnessing air earth, fire, and water, and defense, which is shrouded in mystery. (laughs) Um, And you'll be able to choose to embrace the light side, like Luke, or the dark side, like, unfortunately, Anakin. (laughs) I hope they just make you sit there and tell you to close your eyes. (laughs) And then be like, what do you see? What do you see? <laughs> I mean, look. I'm, they won't. They won't. That won't be how it goes. Something tells me what they're going to do, okay, is going to be better than what you're imagining, right? I mean, I see in my head, like in The Last Jedi. No, I'm sorry. The first one, The Force Awakens, when Rey is, like, interacting with the lightsaber for the first time, it's kind of, like, shaking. Right? And like, like mm-hmm. all the forces running through it. It goes crazy across the room. I'm imagining something like that, right? I'm imagining oh, you'll go into the room, you'll develop your lightsaber, they'll put it back maybe on a table for you to quote unquote check out, right? And then mm-hmm. whoosh, it'll happen and, and, and <laughs> it'll be awesome and people will cry and, <laughs> and it. it Look, I mean, if it's even like a tenth of what I think it's going to be, all of this. Oh, yeah. It it, it, it will be the most amazing thing. I mean, I'll have to see when I see it, but. You might cry. Maybe. I mean, but it (laughs) might be something where I'm 
I come on the show after seeing videos or or visiting or whatever, and and advising you to sell your kidney. Right? right. I mean, you have two get of there. them. Do what it takes. Got to get there, but not opening week. That that that's that's all for me. Heck no. Um. <laughs> another um shop you'll be able to visit is Doc Onder's Den of Antiquities. There'll be a collection of mysterious and rare items for sale that will be from all different eras of the Star Wars galaxy, including some ancient Jedi. And Sith artifacts, some holocrons, some lightsabers, and even more. And as you explore the shop, Doc will be at his desk, checking inventory, taking calls, barking orders. Which that just seems really cool. I, I, I'm, I'm sure in some way it'll be interactive with the guests, right? So maybe you'll be able yeah. to carry on um, a conversation with Doc. Right. Um, now, if you like cute and cuddly things like porgs, mm-hmm. okay, yes, and tontatons, <laughs> okay, or tontatons, I, I guess, um, you'll want to visit the creature stall. It's there you're going to find your friendly porgs and your not so friendly rathars and wampas, and you'll be able to. You know, buy um, your plus. buy buy your creature, right? You're gonna find the Toydarian Toymaker Star, which will offer creatures crafted by its namesake alien, who you might remember buzzing around Luke Skywalker. I'm sorry, Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. Hmm. It's gonna be not. It's gonna have more than just plush, but also wood. And ten toys and instruments. I'm gonna need to visit this land with a Star Wars nerd. Yeah, because there's gonna be so many things that like the average person wouldn't notice, but a real Star Wars fan's gonna be like, "Oh my God, look, that's that from this movie, and that from that movie." Look, and I, that I from honestly that. believe. <laughs> I honestly believe that anyone who is humdrum about what Disney's done with the franchise. I think if you come to Galaxy's Edge with an open mind and don't set your opinion before you step foot in the land, I, I think you're going to be thrilled and, and filled with confidence about this next slate of Star Wars movies. Right? Yeah. I, I think that, look at it this way, okay? They're putting over a billion dollars into each of these lands. Oh, crazy. There's no way they're gonna screw this up, right? No. I mean, you can make a bad Star Wars movie. I'm not saying they did, but I'm saying some people think it think they were, and they right. can afford to do that because that movie maybe cost 150 million dollars to make, right? Yeah, which is a lot of money, but like a billion is almost incomprehensibly more than yes, 100 million dollars. Yeah, you can't screw up the billion. You just can't. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they put it into Disneyland and all through the railroad and make the changes they've made unless they knew they're going to capture lightning in a bottle. Right? Yeah. 
that it's going to be a game changer for everybody. And we're talking about this like we're done going through the the shops, but we're not. There's going to be a resistant supply, which will be a makeshift resource location at the resistance hidden command post. Yeah. You'll be able to get badges and hats and pins and things that will help you identify yourself to others and others to you as members of the resistance. Yes. Now, of course, I'm the, the First Order... I would want a resistance. The First Order is doing the same thing. They're selling pins and hats and badges. And badges <laughs> from their um, storage dock near the market. Look, you are going to be able to pledge your loyalty to Kylo Ren and the First Order. Yuck. For some people, that's cool, right? Some people, that's cool. Yeah. Some people I'm not like even a big fan, but I would definitely want to get a resistance pin or something and like wear it when I was in the land. Because I, I want I'm going for the cloak. <laughs> okay, I'm doing the whole nine yards, okay? You better go in the fall or the winter. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty certain. Thinking about like, how much I imagine these cloaks and everything to cost? A lot. <laughs> I mean, I think if you want to buy a cloak, right, that'll be pretty affordable. But I think when you start adding them up, right, like maybe the maybe buying the outfit would be a couple hundred dollars, right? But then when you At want least. the droid and everything else in the land, right, to complete the experience, I think you can easily walk away happily spending hundreds of dollars, right? I, I like, think yeah. this... I, I think it's going to be accessible to everyone, right? I, I don't want to act. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be some major expense, some massive problem, and then the lower prices. But right. I, I do think that if you want to spend a good amount of money on Star Wars merchandise, you will have ample yeah. opportunity to do so. And, and if you don't, you'll still have a great experience. And you'll still be able to pick up some really awesome things to take home with you. Right. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to, you could probably just go into your custom lightsaber, call it a day, and be good. You know, average spending. I mean, it's, or it's you just could like come in, the, the place down the highway, right? If You, if you, you wanna, know I was about to if say. If you want to buy a wand, <laughs> I'm sorry, a stick, you can buy a stick. <laughs> Okay, and be done Everybody with it. Everybody can get the one. And be done with it. Mm-hmm. If you want to go a step further, you can buy the robe. Get your house and, robe. And if you want to go a little further, you can buy the scarf and the tie and the socks and the sweater and the pants. Right? I think it's going to be like that. It's going to be the notepad, the keychain. <laughs> it's going to be accessible. Everyone will be able to buy in at some price point. Right? I think if you're in the park and you've spent your. Hundred and fifteen to a hundred and fifty dollars to get in, right? I don't think it's mm-hmm. out of reach for you to be able to pick up something, right? Right. Or you can go on. <coughs> out. Excuse me. So you're not going to find what they call evergreen Star Wars products. You know what these are, Taylor? 
No. That's a phrase. For a an item that can be found at multiple places, right? Like you could find it um, at Target, at Walmart, oh, okay, and everywhere, right? None of that. None of that. Um, Disney says they're going to be giving today's consumers an experience only they can deliver, and that with all of these cool goods, there are going to be many, many different levels of discovery. So, like, not even at the World of Disney store. Right. It'll only be in Galaxy's Edge. You won't even be able to find it at the gift shop at the front of the park. Uh Uh-huh. Right? It's exclusive to Galaxy's Edge. That's how the Pandora merchandise is, isn't it? Like, you can't get a Banshee anywhere Uh, They're at Wind Traders now. Um. You don't get to do the rookery thing, but you do get to do... um, You can buy one. Gotcha. They're saying that won't be the case for Star Wars without his edge. That makes sense. I like it. I'm a fan of that. So now let's talk a little bit about Batu and Black Spire Outpost as a place, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Batu, it's on the outer rim, it's out of the way. And it used to be a quiet little place in the middle of nowhere. But, like, every character from the movies has come and gone, even during the plot of the movie, and it was just off screen, right? Right. now is at the front line of a conflict between the First Order and the Resistance, right? Most people bypass it because of light speed, okay? So it's kind of like a Route 66 situation. Yeah. But you're going... It's going to be sometime after the events of The Last Jedi, but before episode, uh, before the episode that's coming out this December. Mm. So, um, they said there are layers and layers of history, and there are all these characters who have come and have gone and are living there. And now, what exactly the First Order is doing here? We don't know. They're, they're looking for something. Hmm. We know that it's the 709th Division, the Red Fury of Stormtroopers. Um, and you're going to be able to uh, kind of uncover what exactly they came here for, right? You'll be able to figure out what or who that they're looking for. And they've arrived... On a brand new ship, the TIE Echelon, which has a cockpit that's very similar to Kylo Ren's Batwing shuttle. Um, (coughs) (coughs) um, But it has the curved foils of Darth Vader's TIE Advanced X-1. All the details. All of the details. Um, And there's going to be a life size version of this ship parked in the controlled section of Black Spire Outpost. Don't try and touch it. Uh, <laughs> Stormtroopers will be on you fast. Um, you, you might get arrested and get to the Star Wars jail. Look. And I hear you might get interrogated by Kylo Ren and, mm. and that's not fun. No. Scary. Very scary. 
Um, they said, just trying to keep keep your head down and maybe head on over to the blue milk stand <laughs> across the pavilion. Yeah. Now, dark, I'm sorry, Black Spire Outpost is surrounded by these giant jutting rocks, right? But they're not rocks. They're actually giant petrified trees that have eroded away over hundreds of thousands of years mm-hmm. and surround the outpost. And you might go, where are they getting the name Black Spire? Where's that coming from? Well, in the middle of the outpost, there's one spire that's darker than the rest. Mm. <coughs> and that's where the name comes from. Oh. Now, as to theories about it and everything, there's not going to be one answer. Ask around. Hear the theories. See what everyone has to say about it. Right? Um, and maybe you won't find the real answer because the real answer has been lost to time. Hmm. You're about 10,000 years too late. So they said it's kind of like Stonehenge, right? Yeah. In that everyone has a story about it, but there's no one answer. Lots of options. Now, if you really want to, to, to know the most about what's going on here, you're going to want to read books that are being put out by um, Lucasfilm and Disney Publishing that are going to be coming out before, during, and after these lands open. Um, they're going to give you tons of backstory <coughs> that you wouldn't otherwise get. Um, they said, for example, um, you'll be able to go to Uga's Canteen, okay, and order what Padme ordered. Okay, you'll be able to go and maybe Anakin and, and, and Pad and Padme had a drink at the canteen yeah. and like made out or something. Who <laughs> knows? Okay, it could have happened. You could be sitting in that booth, right? So it's an elaborate lore that's being created around literally everything in the land. In the everything, <laughs> crazy. So we got new books coming out about it, and in the new movie coming out, there's going to be. Uh-huh. And it was already info. mentioned in um, Solo, right? Um, <coughs> now, if you've been to a Disney park, you know that. Disney cast members get really into the area they're supposed to be in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you get in-story answers. Right. Like, someone in front of the Haunted Mansion. I, I, I don't know what a cell phone is. They probably will call it like a... A, a mirror device. mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll have something clever for it, right? Well, just like that, but on a grander scale, every cast member is going to be able to create their own identity and persona, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll know nuts about what they're doing like as their actual job, but where they work, 
within the fictional universe, what they're selling, who they're working for. They're going to have opinions about the politics of the Star Wars universe, right? And as someone who really loves politics, I can't wait to go to a place <laughs> and talk about fictional politics. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So everyone's going to have an opinion about the First Order. Some of them are going to be like, yeah, yeah, order. And others are going to be like, oh, no, guys, this isn't, this isn't a good Not thing. Good. <laughs> um, so some people are even getting so into it that they're having to be like, whoa, whoa, man, you can't be Han's second cousin, okay? <laughs> like, why not? You're taking it a step too <laughs> far. That's awesome, though. That's Guys, the best. That's the they best. Aren't gonna call, they're not going to call the bathrooms bathrooms. They're called refreshers. Ooh, I don't like that word. <laughs> I mean, I I like the idea of it, but ooh, I gotta go use the refresher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm gonna make everyone who comes with me call it when they're actually need to go to the restroom. I'm just gonna pretend like I don't know the word bathroom. What was that? You have to go to the you have to go to the what? The what? The refresher. Thank you. <laughs> um. Now, what's so cool is right is that um. If you download the Play Disney Park app, right, there'll be tons of experiences that will interact with the land, Mm -hmm. right? So, for instance, you go to the Resistance sector, right, where you will find a Blue Squadron X-Wing, which is parked next to an A-Wing, you know, which is parked next to something else. Um, There'll be living spaces built into the rocks and... Um, like like something you see in Me- in Mesa Verde National Park, um, and new residents you have moved in, um, and it's it's there in this resistance sector where Rise of the Resistance will begin, where you'll enter for that. Yeah, right. So you're going to enter. It's not the Resistance's home base. They're kind of in a weakened state. If you remember what happened in Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And if the First Order strikes, they're going to need to hurry on out. They're here because of necessity. I think it's but, cool that they're doing the um, the Play Parks app this way instead of it just being something that you do while you're waiting in line. I'm getting to that. But yeah. they're, they're, they may be out of necessity, but you're going to have to visit and talk to some people and, and dig a little bit and then go watch episode that's coming out in December. To really get the full and complete picture. They did a good timeline as far as when the park's opening and the new movie. Yeah, this was clearly planned yeah. years in advance. Absolutely. So let's talk about this Play Disney Parks app. You know, It's rolled out and it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Right? You can use it to play Agent P's World Showcase. Um, scavenger Hunt thing and interactive elements in the park. But this is going to be on a whole new level, right? So, have you ever wanted to access the memory banks of a droid? How about be a scout for Resistance Invasion? You can do this. All you have to do is download the Play Disney Park app for iPhone and Android, and you're in. I already got it. 
If you already have it, you're even better. So you'll be able to, for instance, while waiting in line for rides to play different games, you'll be able to smuggle things while you're in line for um, Smuggler's Run. You're going to work for a shady smuggling company. While you're in line for Rise of the Resistance, you'll either be able to go and scout for the Resistance or be a double agent and collect information for the First Order. While you're in line for seven hours. Maybe eight. It'll be fine. It's worth it. <laughs> you're going to get off the ride and you're going to go. The park's open for another hour. It's, it's one in the morning. I can't wait another eight. That was worth it. <laughs> you will. It's going to be like Radiator Springs Racers was, right? Like a five-hour yeah. wait. But everyone gets off of it. It's like, it's the most amazing thing ever. I'm getting back in line. Right? Oh, I know it will be. And there's just no way around it. It's just going to be long lines at first. Now, now there is going to be um, an interactive element throughout the land. You'll be able to tap into doorway control panels um, and the first order surveillance system. Mm. See, I like that. I like that kind of stuff that they're doing with it. I think all of that's more exciting than the just the games that you play while you're waiting in line. There's going to be an in-app job board that will connect guests with space pirates need to recover um, lost shipments. Of space creatures, mm-hmm. um, and first order lieutenants who want to snuff out this rebel uprising. That also possibly really cool. even rebel leaders don't tell the first order who are recruiting volunteers to thwart this first order attack. And while you're doing this, you'll be able to chat with the characters in the app. Mm-hmm. When you can successfully complete these missions, you'll get galactic credits which can be used to update your avatar. Right, which That's will follow all, you throughout is, the land, yeah. right? So you might be approached by a bounty hunter who's coming after you because you almost crashed the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> but don't worry, they said you won't be able to crash it, you'll be able to do major damage. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it looks... Amazing. You'll be able to hack into the memory bank with some droids and interact with devices throughout the land. You're going to have a scanning tool, which will let you read shipping labels that will reveal what's inside cargo containers that you'll find in the lines and around the land. A translate tool. That's really cool. Like Google Translate, but it'll decipher languages spoken by the ancient, the alien creatures and carved in the stone walls. There's going to be a tune tool that will decode secret radio transmissions as well as a decryption tool that will be able to unscramble encrypted messages. I I don't know about you, but I'm so psyched for this. This is going to be, I I think, one of the most fun things to do in the land. No, no, no. I think this land in total is going to be so amazing that, that I, I would prioritize going to this land. Let me put it this way. If you told me there's going to be an earthquake at the Great Wall of China, it was going to be gone forever. Okay? <laughs> or I can go see this land. 
screw the Great Wall of China, get crumbled in the earthquake, I'm going to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Right? I think it's better than... I think it's going to be better than a real-world experience. I mean, I get that, like, climbing Machu Picchu is probably, like, really inspiring or something. But this (laughs) is better than real life. Right? And that's what Disney does. They're not a replacement for going places in real life. Right? Now, I would never advocate that you only go to Disney parks and don't go anywhere else. Right. Right. But what Disney does is they create worlds that you can't go to in real life or you can only go to at a Disney park. And that's why we all go. Absolutely. I mean, look, I loved visiting Europe about eight months ago, but I had just as much fun, if not more fun, with you a month later at Disney World. Heck yeah. Right? Just saying. Just saying. Well, and they the way they the way they do it, and the way especially it's going to be with this land, with it also interactive. I mean, it isn't a real place, but there's real people there. You're having real interactions and real experiences. I mean, it's so, better than going to Italy or whatever and staring at your phone the entire time and Instagramming photos. Yeah, right. Because let's be real here. You can't speak the language, but you're not making a connection with someone in Italy or Japan or China. Not easily. Here, you're going to make connections, not just with these fictional characters, but also with other guests around you, right? And I, mm-hmm. I think that is going to be really, really awesome. Yeah. So in short, sell your kids and you go to this. It's going to be awesome. Put it on your calendar, not the first month, but after that. Or if you're me, wait till you get it in Disney World. But go. We're all going. Everybody's going. Yeah, yeah, you have to go. You can't not go. (laughs) On that note, let me thank you for listening. We really appreciate each and every listener. And actually this week, we had um, a question fit in by Taylor Thompson. Um, she asked me and you why Disney? Why do you go? What what really um, makes you like it so much? And I think I just kind of answered that in a roundabout way and we're going to insert her question after you answer. So Taylor, you, you want to go mm-hmm. ahead? Um, I've always said that I think the real magic of Disney comes from their storytelling that's what I appreciate as an artist myself is that nothing is just this one thing. Everything has a story. Everything is connected to something else and to some bigger story that they're trying to to tell. And as soon as you step into the park, the story is being told all around you at every possible moment. And I think those stories are what keep people coming back and so interested in all of their movies and everything that they put out there, there's such care taken to the story. That's, that's what I appreciate. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Now, if you like the podcast, please rate us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast. 
Um, subscribe if you aren't already. Check out monorailnews.com. Bookmark us and get all the latest updates. If you have an iPhone, you can download our app. Just go to the app tab on the website, and it'll take you right to the app store. Um, if you would like to support the podcast, you can do that at Anchor. If you'd like to send in a voice message like Taylor did, you can also you can also do that through Anchor. We really appreciate every listener. We will see you, or I will see you, and and Jim Corcus will see you on Saturday. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you on Saturday. And remember, tomorrow is just a dream away. Thank you. Yeah. Bye, guys.